0: Hello, guys. You're so welcome here today to this podcast, which deals with all things in relation to narcissistic abuse, understanding it and surviving it and actually going on to thrive. Hi, guys. You're very welcome back to another podcast on NarcCon on this channel. We look at all things in relation to the narcissistic personality disorder from all aspects of it in order to understand the dynamic of the interaction. may have been through with a narcissist. Understanding it gives you the potential to heal and the potential to actually know more about yourself and thrive afterwards. Today I would like to delve into the two manipulations, just two in the narcissist toolbox. The manipulations of guilting and shaming. And I'd like to just say before I get into this The type of person that a narcissist will target, particularly getting into an intimate relationship with, is someone who's intelligent, someone very intelligent, actually, someone who's very loving and giving, and someone who is also quite self-aware. And that may seem contradictory to what you would the type of person you would think a narcissist would pick. But the reason they pick that type of person is because, and here we go into the spiritual realm of the disorder, they are challenged to take this person down. They know or like to think that they're going to be able to enmesh this person and entangle them because they see a lot of empathy there. The intelligence will also counter contrary to what you may think when you're beating yourself up for having been in a relationship with a narcissist. And a lot of people seem to be doing this at the moment. I'm reading it in comments and clients are coming across this element or discussing this element with me. It's people feeling really stupid for having been conned by a narcissist. And actually the opposite is true. Guys, you were in a silent war and you didn't realize you were in a war until you're out of it. Basically, until you're fully betrayed, until the mask fully slips. There are so many psychological imprisonments and tortures that you go through because of the nature of your intelligence and self-awareness which is really weird. And I will explain this further as we get into the video. But you were targeted for qualities. You were targeted not because you're stupid, not because you couldn't see what what a fraudster, the narcissist, was. You were in a war you didn't realise you were in. So you weren't able to pick up tools and fight against the narcissist. And the manipulations a narcissist uses are the silent weapons in a silent war. And it's very easy to see in retrospect when you get the education. And on this point, can you like, share and subscribe, get the information out there? Help me to get the information out there if it resonates with you. It's going to save someone. And this is speaking to someone that needs hear this today like we all do at some stage. With that said, the narcissist has picked you for a reason and you went through this torturous, arduous, dangerous journey for a reason or may still be going through it. The reason for your own personal experience will be revealed to you on the healing journey but the reason the narcissist picked you and picked someone intelligent was because if they can take you down then and you are this quality person and you are this intelligent person then that ups their opinion of themselves so for them it's no challenge to take someone down who is totally vulnerable and and doesn't doesn't have an intelligence level or even is disadvantaged because that's just easy. It's much more sadistically pleasurable for them to encounter an enemy that's worthy of the challenge that they're going to put in to slowly destruct and pull a person apart. Then they go away feeling very, very empowered. So Let's get into the manipulations that they use. We know that they have a full toolbox of manipulations. They can pick a few out. And as I always say, they customize the particular manipulations that will work best on the target of the moment. So how does guilting work and how does shaming work as part of this? initially in the love bombing stage and love bombing goes on in the workplace and in a familial setting and with friends as well. It's just more pertinent or easier to explain or see in the intimate relationship, but it is referable to all other circumstances in life when you're dealing with a narcissist. So the narcissist has fully validated you in a love bomb stage and has basically broken down any barriers or boundaries you may have because they sing to your heart and the experience is exquisite because they bring out in you what they know is in you that you may not even be so sure of. They bring you to your 100% potential They show you, mirror back to you who you are and you like it. They mirror back your qualities. They mirror back the excellence of your potential. So you have this exquisite experience and you're fully invested because they also share their past experience with you. And it seems very intimate. And it is very intimate because you're falling in love with the parts of yourself that haven't actually maybe individualized or actualized yet in your life. You're falling in love with yourself and you trust yourself. But you put that over as being the narcissist that you're falling in love with and that's the trick. That's the trick and that's the con they run on you because their love isn't in existence. They don't, they are not able to love They don't have that empathy. Their extraction of your supply is their idea of falling in love with you. So they build in you this trust and confidence. And set you up for the guilting and the shaming. Because this is the person that you believe has your best interests at heart. The person that you were always looking for the the one as they say as we say in modern times i found the one this is it we say to our friends and family you know i've never been as happy so taking it from there how does the guilting work because you trust that the narcissist has your best interests at heart if they're then to give you a critique. You fully take on the critique because you think this person loves me. This person is my soulmate. This person wants the best for me. And they're able to give me constructive criticism. I must take this on board. This is coming from someone who loves me. Therefore this must be true. is the logical way to think about something. The narcissist will then In their extracting of fuel for you. And I'd like to also make this point. With a narcissist. The narcissist is a predator. The narcissist sucks supply from you. And as they become your source of validation. You are not given the time. Or able to self-regulate or self-validate. Because you've given over that side of things. Unknowingly. Subtly. And silently, the narcissist has taken that over for a period of time. So your supply is being sucked out of you and there's nothing replenishing you. I'll get back to that in a minute. The narcissist then having bought your trust, guilts you into asking you for things to further the relationship, so to speak. Gives you a little critique. And you introspect and pump out more fuel to work harder for the narcissist because surely they're right. They wouldn't give you that little critique or ask you for more or ask you or say to you, imply to you that you're not quite up to scratch, that you're not performing, that you're not giving them enough, that you're not giving them enough attention, that they've asked you to do A, And you're not quite doing A. So you struggle to really complete A for them because you trust that they have your best interests at heart. I know you get it, guys. Then when you've completed A task, they say to you, well, that's not really what I wanted. And you're left scratching your head saying, God, I put so much effort into this. You know, they said that they wanted this. Say they said that they wanted my help on this. And I've really gone, you know, 110% on this and I've delivered it to them. And then they say it's not what they want because narcissists will change from minute to minute black and white thinking or to extract more fuel from you or to take the fact that you've completed the task and they're still guilting you into saying, but that's not actually what I wanted after saying that you're not doing that well enough. Then they say they wanted actually what they wanted was B and you go back again a bit puzzled, having a few questions and start on task B. This keeps you in a continual loop of serving the narcissist. All under the con of the fact that they love you. And if they're critiquing you, it must be true because they love you after all. And you trust them. This is when you've given over your self-power really to a narcissist. But all with the intention of working towards a future together, which they future-faked you with and conned you. So they guilt you basically into lowering your self-esteem. You're not doing enough in the relationship. You're the one that's coming up short. And the more they do this to you, the more you introspect and try, because you're coming from a place of trust. You do not know that you are sleeping at this stage with the enemy. You do not know you're in a war. So don't at the end beat yourself up for doing what any human would do, having given their trust to someone that they believe loves them fully and wholly. The narcissist will also intersperse this, remember, with love and validation and affection to keep you pumping out. And let me just explain the pumping out thing, the the giving of the supply and why you end up so depleted at the end of the relationship. It's like the narcissist has, you know, those tubes that say suck blood out or take your blood out, pump it out, and they're attached to your arm. And that tube is attached to the narcissist. We'll call it a, a tube of blood, but it's a tube of supply. It may as well be. It's your life's blood. So you are unwittingly pumping this out and it's going into the narcissist. But there's nothing going into you. There's no tube going into you, putting it back into you. So the transfusion isn't a transfusion like you think it is, a mutually beneficial relationship. It's all of your blood slowly being pumped into that narcissist, all of your life supply, and it's not being replenished in the other arm. And you're so caught up in making the relationship work with the narcissist. And they're putting you through so many loops of, self-depreciation self-introspection remember you're an intelligent person and you're trying to figure it out and the first port of call as a person of empathy as a human being is to look within to see where the fault lies because this person loves you i know you get it guys you end up giving your all to this narcissistic person because they're in a state of loving you, they're in a state of asking for your help, but taking your supply under the guise of asking you for your help. The rest of your life is falling apart because you're not concentrating on the things you need to concentrate on in your life. And then you're having many disasters in other areas of your life, like family or work or an accident because you're not concentrating. And that's depleting you when you can kind of reach over. It's like you're reaching over and trying to to get, say, something on a high shelf that's your life. And you can't quite reach it. And things are falling down. And your life is crumbling. The other thing a narcissist will do is shame you. They'll shame you after they guilt you for not succeeding. And it can even be with a look they can shame you. They can look at you sideways and kind of go... They can look at you when you drop something in the kitchen and kind of go. Any little way they can shame you, they'll shame you in bigger ways if necessary. But it's a constant looking at you, looking at someone else, triangulation, all those kind of things, they'll be shaming you for not being good enough. And at the same time, trying to pump you up to remember the good times, to give you dips, of the drug and dips of the drug over there on the carrot dangling future faking so guilting and shaming for the guilting for you not being good enough reminding you of anything that you're not so good at or things that are going wrong in your life so when you're giving all your energy to the narcissist and the rest of your life is falling apart around you they're kind of going tut 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 You're not really managing very well, are you? You know, look at the work situation you're in. Oh, look at the money you've lost there. Look at how your family are treating you. Why are they doing that? It's all because you're not good enough. So it's a guilt and it's a shame. So without labouring the point anymore, guys, they are at war with you, sucking your life supply out. And what happens? What happens when you have no longer a supply left in you? When you've one pint of blood left in you, they unhook the tube and off they go. If you're lucky enough to have one pint of blood left in you when they go, and you're not giving in to suicidal ideation, which a lot of people unfortunately do, because they're so depleted and so without hope and so mentally tortured and screwed up in their head about what has actually happened. People that get the education that go and Google what the hell has just happened to me, have a chance, a great chance, because then at that point they understand they've been in a war and This is a time when the narcissist has gone because they will come back. Because if they've left you, which they, they estimate they've left you with that pint of blood, they know that you will have the ability to develop the rest and refill yourself and get to a point where they, it's worth putting the tube back in again, if that's a strange analogy, but it is more or less what happens. They know that you will have the potential, if they leave you with a certain amount, to rebuild your supply. And they often have the arrogance and the audacity to say to you, we'll give it some time. I need some space. Let's give it till the end of the summer. Let's give it a year and see how things go. I mean, when you're in the right state of mind, when you're out of the spell, when you're a spiritually... When the the spiritual attack is not as profound or intense when they're concentrating on something else, you kind of scratch your head again and go, "What they're going to give me a few months they're going to give me a year for to see to come back and see do we have a, a chance of the relationship working? You know you see it for what it is at this stage when you have the ability to think clearly again. I'm telling you guys this is a a spiritual psychological physical draining exhausting attack it's an attack on you in every way possible from every angle and you you were targeted not because you were stupid just remember that at the end of this you now use your capability use your spirituality you use your intelligence to understand what actually happened to you and that you were in a war you didn't understand you were in a war you had no ability to fight this war because you had no weapons this is the time to arm yourself fill that weapon cupboard up so when the narcissist comes back you have all the weapons in line you line them up and you show them what you what you have They won't stay very long once they know you know who they are. Once they know your supply is closed to them and the next narcissist that comes along will see your weapons very quickly and won't stay as long because they need to fight a cowardly silent war where their target has no idea that these type of wars exist so guys that's what i the message i'd like to get out today please do not beat yourself up after being through this use what you've been through to build yourself stronger and better and keep that humanity within you keep your empathy don't let them win this war this is your time to win the war that the narcissist put you through in an aware state you can come out better than you went into the war because it's basically you had a fortress that protected the jewels within you your empathy your humanity your kindness your way of putting produce out into the world to combat the darkness So again, the message I'll always give is after you've been through this war, become brighter than you've ever been before. We need our foot soldiers out there. We need your light. This is pervasive in modern society. We don't recognize it as easily because our communities are broken down. Whereas in the older days, People would kind of identify a narcissistic individual and that would go around the community. In modern day times, they're moving and shifting out and in of communities that don't have the historical information shared. They're more dangerous because of this. They move silently, stealthily and cowardly among us. We must, must band together, become an army and shine brighter than we have ever shone before. Have a wonderful day. Build into yourself and concentrate on the good within you and have gratitude. And thank God that you are built, able to love and to feel joy and happiness. Take care, guys. Until next time